Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. To lose the bonds of wickedness. Desetar las ligaduras de impiedad, impiedad, impiedad. To undo the heavy burdens, soltar las cargas pesadas. To let the oppressed go free, dejar y libres a los oprimidos. And that you break every yoke of bondage y romper todo yugo. Now, I don't know why. No sé por qué, but this year was really tough for me, for this fast. It was difficult for me to press through. Pero, uh, pero para mí este año fue muy difícil seguir adelante con esto ayuno. Now, I don't know about you. Was, was it just me that had a hard time? No. It was you, too. Thank you. I feel a little bit better now. It wasn't like I wasn't hearing from God, but it was more like I wasn't getting clarity from him. Amen? Necesitaba obtener claridad de Dios. I didn't have clarity of what God was saying to me. And I don't know if you guys know this, but since my first stroke, the first stroke, <laughs> you, I got I to gotta, I gotta say which one. But since the first stroke, I didn't lose my ability to hear. No perdí mi capacidad de oír. My hearing is absolutely fine. Mi oír está bien, but my understanding is clouded. Pero mi comprensión está nublada. For example, I can hear the TV perfectly. Puedo escuchar la televisión Perfectamente claro. Meanwhile, my kids and my wife are trying to get my attention to listen what they have to tell me, especially during the game. Mientras tanto, mi hijos y mi esposa están tratando de llamar mi atención. But sometimes they have to shout to get my attention. Me gritan para conseguir me attention. See, you guys have to understand that my hearing is perfectly fine. Puede escuchar perfectamente bien, but my focus is off. Pero mi enfoque está abogado. And this is what's been happening to me lately. I'm focused on stuff that doesn't matter. Estoy con Centrado en las cosas que no importan. When I should be focused on what the Lord is telling me in this hour. Cuando debiera concentrarme en lo que el Señor me está diciendo en esta hora. This is what the scripture says, everybody. Esto, esto es lo que dice las escrituras. Mateo 11 y... 15. Yes. Matthew eleven fifteen. Who has ears to hear? Let him hear. Let me read that again. El que tiene odios que oiga. It is obvious that most of us have ears. Some of y'all got your mask around your ears now. So it's obvious that you have ears. Es obvio que la mayoría de nosotros tenemos odios. The problem is that we don't use them. You got ears, but you don't use them. Pero es que no los usamos. Scripture has placed a premium. Listen very carefully. Scripture has placed a premium on God's voice. Yeah. 
We always got to hear what God is saying. There's a great command from all of us, from Moses, when he began with these words, when God said, hear, O Israel, hear, O Israel, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That's in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and 4. Proverbs 8 and 34 says, happy are those who listen to me. Happy are those that listen or hear me. This is what the Lord is saying to us. Jesus urges us to listen to him as we are like sheep, and he is our shepherd. He says, my sheep know me, and they are familiar with my voice. That's in John chapter 10, 3 through 5. Each of the seven churches in Revelations, when God was talking to all of them, they're in, in Revelations chapter uh, uh, 2 through 3. It says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear. How many people got ears? Well, God says, if you have ears, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is, is saying. Listen, like our ears, we also also have eyes. But do you realize that your eyes are, can be open, but you can also shut your eyes? You guys, as you're sleeping, you know you can close your eyes when you sleep, but you can always hear. But when you have eyes, listen, unlike your ears, your eyelids, your eyes have eyelids. So you can shut your eyes because a lot of times we don't like to see things. But there's sometimes somebody will have something to say to you, but for some reason you can't, there's no eyelids for your ears. You can put your fingers in your ears. Our ears are intended to always be open. Saints of God, I got a question for you. How long has it been since you had a hearing test? When's the last time you had your hearing checked? Listen, over the past few weeks, we've been listening, and I hope you've been listening to what God's been telling us over the last few weeks here at our church. First of all, let me, let me just remind you in your hearing what the Lord's been saying. He said, judgment is coming to the house of God, corporately and then individually. In 1 Peter 4 and 17, it says this, for the time is coming that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it begins at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? We are so concerned about what the world is doing, and we need to be more concerned about what we're doing as the church. Well, look at all these people that stormed the Capitol. Look at all these people that are doing this. Who's doing that? Who stole what? No. What is the church doing? God wants to start first with his church. Are we hearing what God is saying when we heard? Are we developing our cry? That was a word from the Lord. That didn't have to come off of a, a, a notebook or anything else. The Lord spoke to us about us developing your cry, our cry of our church, a cry for our marriages, a cry for our families, and a cry for our community, and a cry for a real, relevant relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you developing your cry? Are we hearing what God is saying about his body? Are we even listening? Hebrews 10, 25. This is what God tells us in his word. This is what God is saying. They that have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Lord is saying. Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. What, what is so difficult with this scripture? What is so hard? Listen, are you understanding the words that are coming out of my mouth? This is what I think Jesus is saying. He wrote it down for us to read. And it says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. Obviously, whatever he said was important. (laughs) 
He says, I'll read the rest of it. It says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves as the manner of some, like other people. Who do you think he's talking to? He says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. Do you guys know that the book of Hebrews was written to Hebrews? He wrote it to the church. You guys know the Bible is for the church. So he wrote this letter to the church to let them know what was going on. And he's talking to people that were obviously not going to church. So Paul wrote and said, don't forsake the assembling, the gathering, the fellowship of each other as some other people do. But he says, but exhorting one another, encouraging one another, getting people together. And he says, even so much more as you see the day approaching. What day is he talking about? The day that we just read about in Peter, the day of judgment that is coming to us first and corporately, the church. Acts 2, 46 and 47. Once again, are we hearing what God is saying? So continuing daily with one accord. Did he say daily? So continuing daily with one accord, that means we all have something in common, in one accord, in the temple. You guys hearing me? If you guys don't read, believe me, I, I think the scripture's up there. Look on your Bibles. It says, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, eating tostones and camarones, <laughs> monfongo, oh, I'm sorry. Hallelujah. And breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with a few people. With all people? Okay, having favor with all the people? And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. I could just stay here all day, right in this scripture, praising God and having favor with all people. Look, I want favor with everybody, but I want favor with everybody. God will put people in your life. There's people right now that, look, look, there's some, there's some people that God will place in your life. They are ungodly people. They, will, they never have the uh, uh, capacity to even acknowledge God, but God will use them to help you out. They don't even know that they are being used to bless you. The word, the word says it. He said the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And God has placed me because you got favor. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back a little bit. Because you were continuing with one accord in the temple, because you were breaking your bread from house to house, because you ate your food with gladness and simplicity of heart, you didn't make things complicated. You were praising God. You started having favor with people. Are, are you guys hearing me? This is what the Lord is telling us. And the best thing about this was, watch, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Look, during this whole pandemic, I have watched churches decline and close their doors. And it breaks my heart. But I'm also seeing some things right now happening because people are being added to the church during a, pan a pandemic. I thank, God for, I thank God for everybody that's watching right now. I thank God for you. But you know what? I'm also thanking God that people are, are being saved during this time. But we can't forget, look, it's great that you're at home. I'm, I'm, I'm loving seeing y'all here today. But it's great that you're at home. But you know what? Let's not forsake the fellowship of ourselves. I, I, I just got started, you guys. I just got started. You get ready. Get ready. Put your seatbelts on. Matthew eleven fifteen says this. He who has ears, let him hear. 
he who has ears, let him hear. You guys got ears. Open them up and hear what the Lord is saying to us today. But because we are listening to what the Lord has been saying, we continue to listen to what social media says. We continue to listen to what the public figures say, and we like to sit down and listen to what the experts say, and we want to know what CNN says. We want to know what Fox says, and guess what? Because we don't have ears to hear what the Lord is saying, we end up lending our ears to what the world is saying. I'm, 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 I'm helping you guys. I, I, maybe Sometimes people don't want help but I'm going to give you some help. I'm going to love on you guys. I want to love on you. I'm going to love on you because we're we're listening to way too much stuff. Sometimes we got to turn the TV off. Sometimes I just don't want to hear it anymore. It's like, man, I I can't even. I'm, I'm at a point now that even sermons are so pointed at worldly stuff and what worldly people are doing, I'm like, what is God doing? I want to hear what the word of the Lord says. I want to hear about peace. I want to hear about righteousness. I want to hear about repentance. I don't want to hear about policy. We will become whatever we are subject or we will become whatever we subject ourselves to hearing over and over and over and over again. That's where the church gone. I'm not talking about the world. When we leave out of here, we can talk about the world. We can talk about what restaurants open, what isn't open. That I don't want. To, I'm not concerned. I'm talking about what's going on in the church. And because in the church, we want to sit down. We want to hear the word of God today. We want to get edified. We want to, We want to be chastised, challenged, and changed here. But then we go out and we get our subject. We're subject to what we listen to. We hear more stuff on the news than we do in the church. Do you expect to hear me preach to you for 35 minutes and then you're going to listen to six hours of news the rest of the week? What are we subjecting subjecting ourselves to listen to? You got two ears. So we got to guard our ears. What are we putting in our ears? If I want to be a man of the word, then I need to put more word in me. You guys hear what I'm saying? Romans 10 and 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I almost almost want to say it in my old apostolic Pentecostal preaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm not going to stop. 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 I know where I came from. It is the faith that comes by hearing the word of God. But how can you hear the word of God when you're listening to everything else? Do you know that God will always say his word? Do you know the Bible tells us that? He says, listen, I will give you the comforter and he will remind you of the things that I have told you. Oh, come on, Desi, now I wanna get, and then the comforter, he will remind you of everything that I have told you. I'm, I'm, the, the, the Holy Ghost that is in you, he will remind you of what the Word says because he is the Word. But when we don't listen to the Word, we begin to listen to the world. Are you guys hearing what I'm telling you? But God has given us his Spirit so that when the world is yelling and screaming and all these things are happening, God with a still, small voice will remind you of everything that he's told you. Sometimes you got to turn off the TV, put away the plate, go in your prayer closet and begin to hear what God is speaking to you. Whoever 
has ears to hear. Let them hear what the Lord is saying. Romans 11 and 8 says this, just as it is written, and this is the message version, just as it's written in scripture, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that do not see and ears that do not hear, a spiritual apathy that has continued to this day. Does that sound like the church? I'm sorry. This was written to the church in Rome. And these are the people, and, 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 and Paul said it plainly. He says, just as it is written, God gave them over to a spirit of stupor. A spirit of stupor. Let me, let me get into my teaching uh, mode here, okay? You guys, listen. The spirit of stupor. This is a Greek word. The Greek word for stupor is stupid. Okay, I made that up. I'm, I'm just joking. I, I'm, but I did hear the prophet Forrest Gump say, stupid is as stupid does. I just had to add that in there. Just had but I know what the Bible says in Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. Because we are a people that don't have eyes to see and ears to hear, we start acting like we don't see what's going on in the world. We turn our backs. We get so spiritually dignified that we, we you know, just, you know, the Lord is in this, and I'm, I hear. No, look what the word is telling us to do. Are we loving on each other? We got more churches fighting because they're not open and they're, they're not open. They're closed. They're not having services. They're having services. Why don't we just mind our own business? You don't want to hear. You don't want to clap for that. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you. What, each pastor is listening to God. I can't listen to God for him. So pastors got to hear from God for themselves. But us as a church, God has instructed us to do what we're doing. We're going to get to that in a minute. But we got to listen to what God is saying. We can't keep fighting with each other as Christians. What has happened is because we keep not doing what God tells us, not having the heart of the Father, when we're not doing that, when we're not loving on each other, what ends up happening is we turn our backs on the word. We act like we're not hearing. We may read it. We can quote it, but we're not doing it. We don't have ears to hear what the Lord is saying, and then we get turned over to a spirit of stupor or stupid. You act like you're stupid. I don't know how many times you guys have said stuff to people like, why are you acting like you're stupid? You know what I just said. You probably had that conversation with somebody earlier this week. Why are you acting like stupid? You know what I just told you. No, you can't handle money. You heard me. But even in that scripture, it says, in that scripture, it talks about a spirit of apathy. That's the lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. Because we're not listening to the word, we have lost our interest for the word of God, we have lost our enthusiasm for the word of God, and we lost our concern for the word of God. So over this last 21 days of fasting, I have heard what the Lord is saying to his church concerning the Building Christian Fellowship. So they that have ears to hear, let them hear what thus is saying, what thus saith the Lord. Amen. Now, I want to just share with you because over 21 days of fasting, over of afflicting our souls. Listen, I need you guys to understand something. The 21 days of fasting is over. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't continue to fast. We need to hear from the Lord continually and, and afflicting our souls. I, you know, I, I don't know about you. Being hungry is hard enough. But you know, when you, when you make up in your mind that you're doing something, not just for yourself, but to hear from God, there's an affliction that's going on in your soul. That means your, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you start dealing with some stuff in yourself that, that you've never dealt with. I, I wish you guys, I wish you guys help me. There's been some stuff that you've been dealing with for, a, for years, and God has been speaking to you about it. And even when you fast, you, you guys, you know how cranky you get when you're hungry? 
So when God starts talking to you while you're fast, trying to fast, right, you don't want to hear it because God is trying to reveal some things in your heart. And a lot of times we have a spirit of stupor, a spirit of apathy, of no concern, no interest and no enthusiasm of what God is trying to do to help us. So God, what God's saying is what we do is we start pushing away the plate and we start dealing with our heart. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. I want to be right, Lord. I want to be whole. And God will begin to to, to, to see these things. And as, as we fast, God will start showing us things, not just concerning just his church, but his church. So over this last 21 days, we've been, we've been praying, we've been fasting. Um, God had given me a, a preview of what was, gonna, what was going on with the church, with the Building Christian Fellowship, and he's also given me some insight and some clarity. And, and it's funny because it literally was probably the last few days of the fast that I was ash, uh, able to hear what God was saying. Through that whole time, I was, I was, I was pressing through. Praise God. And you know, it's, it's difficult when you have children and a wife, and she could probably testify too, that during these times, we get on each other's nerves. Amen. Well. <laughs> I wasn't worried about you saying anything. I was listening for the kids to say anything. So they that have ears, let them hear what the Lord is saying. Listen, you guys, when we first started this ministry at our, at our couch years ago in Susun City, we had an idea of what we were doing, but we didn't have any idea of what we were doing. We thought we knew what everything was about. We started by ourselves. We, we just did it. We did it by faith. And because we decided to rely on the Holy Spirit, he put us on this path that we never could imagine. We're looking today, it's been 12 years Going on 12 years this year? With 12 years, we could have never imagined that we'd be right here in this place. We had many opportunities to take the easy road. We had many opportunities to become cookie-cutter ministries. We had many opportunities to take the escalator or the elevator. And I could sit down and talk about it, but that's for another time. But you guys realize that we made it through a pandemic. Our church made, see, what, what some of you guys don't know, some of you guys weren't here before and don't realize that when we started here, just here, this, this didn't look like this. We had to start building. We did different things. We became carpenters and architects, and we did all kinds of things, and, and we were here late at night, and, and we, I, I, if you guys don't know and see, there's not on my head is there is evidence of how much stuff we did while we were here. I've hit my head, I've bumped finger. We all took part of it. Isn't that right, men, ladies? We did all these things, and and, and, and just being here is just an evidence of God's goodness and his favor upon this church. Now, this is what I need you to understand. We, as the Building Christian Fellowship, have always been about faith, hope, love, and a real relevant relationship with God and with man. That will never change. Now, I know it's, it's traditional that usually for most pastors, they'll come up during this time, and it's usually after the first 21 days, maybe the first month, the pastor will come and he'll start casting vision. This is the vision that's happening for, and, and I understand that, and I know it's traditional, and I, I understand that, but see, when we started the church, God already gave us the vision. God's not going to change. We change, but God doesn't change. This is what he gave us. He gave us a mandate to be of faith, build hope, build love, and a real relevant relationship with Jesus Christ and with man. How we go about doing that might change, but we'll always build our faith, hope, love, real relevant with Jesus Christ. But 
I want you guys to hear what thus saith the Lord today for us. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. And it says this, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Let me read that again. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. They that have ears to hear, let them hear what the Lord is saying. This is what the Lord is saying to us as the Building Christian Fellowship. Actually, let me digress because I love this scripture and I just want to break it down for you. Don't remember the former things. We could sit down and talk about the stuff that we've done before, but that's behind us. I, I believe that the Apostle Paul said, I, 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 I don't act like I know everything, but one thing I do do, I do do. I forget those things which are behind me. I forget all the stuff that we've done. See, people always want to live. We want to sit down and live about the past and go, yeah, you know, I hate what happened to me. But sometimes we try to glorify and stuff we did years ago. I, I told you guys a story about a, a friend. I've known my, this guy since I was in sixth grade. I'm not going to mention his name. But every time I see since sixth grade, you guys know I'm old, since sixth grade. But every time I see him, he always wants to remind me that we was the Pee Wee champions of 1981, football champion, 81. Every time, I was like, dude, what else has happened in your life that you can tell me? But he still wants to talk about old stuff. We can't do that as a church. Look, we can celebrate what we've done, but my future is in front of me. That's what Paul said. That I press towards the mark of the higher calling in Christ Jesus. That's what he wants us to do. So God says, don't remember the former things, nor consider the old things. Yes, we've had to make some great strides. Yes, this place is nice. But God says, behold. I love when God says, behold. You know what that means? He goes, I'm showing you something in front of you. Behold. You guys, you guys um, what's, what's the, the, the show? Price is Right. So you can have a new car. And that thing opens up. That's the behold moment. God is showing you the prize that's in front of you. So God says, behold, I will do a new thing. God says, I will get, he says, will you not know it? Do you know that so many of us get so caught, oh, so many of us get so, many of us get so caught up in traditionalism that we will not see what God is doing for us. Because this is the way we've done it before. And we end up missing out on God. That's why God says, don't you know, don't you know you're not even seeing what I'm trying to do for you? Won't you know, can't you see that I'm doing something new? This is the part I really love. He says, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. We could, just, we could have started this sermon right there. You know what? He said, I'm going to make a road for you in the wilderness. I don't know about you, but when I was in the military and we had to walk through the woods, there were no paths. You had to cut a path. You had to make and, and go around different. God says, no, 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 no. You're going to be in the wilderness, but I'm going to make a road for you. You see, no, most people don't even understand that. I, I, I've been in the country where you got, you got to walk through, you know, unpaved roads and there's potholes. But God said, I will make a road. He made a road. That means he's paved something. He's made a way. That's why God said, I'm going to make your crooked path straight. God's going to order your steps in the wilderness. And also he said this, and I'm going to make, give you what? What do you need when you're in the desert? You're going to be in a dry place, in a desert barren land, but I'm going to make you a road to walk on and rivers to drink from. I wish you guys would catch this. In the wilderness, 
Saints of God, some of us are in a wilderness place right now. I want to encourage you, stop pitching your tent where you're at. God said, pick up your tent and get ready because we're going to make, we're going to make homes in the land of milk and honey. We're in a wilderness place right now. This earth isn't our home. These tents, my home is in heaven. And God has made a road, a pathway. He has ordered our steps. He has given us the living water to drink from. Oh, my gosh. They that have ears, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. God wants us, number one, he wants Real, relevant relationships with you. This is what God wants. This is what he spoke to me. In 1 John 4 and 16, he says this. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Thank you, Lord. You know, the word says, if you abide in me, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, if you abide in me and my word. See, so many people, want, they, want to, they want to abide in word. That means they, they got everything about the word. They know all that, but they don't let the word abide in them. People want to tell you what the Bible says, but they don't want to live what the Bible says. He said, there's a two-way street here. If you, look, I've given my life for you. Now you need to give your life for me. Jesus is the savior of the world. He saved everybody. But, but, but you know, I thought, you know, Jesus died for our sin. He did. He died for everybody's sin. He took care of the sin problem. There is not a sin problem. The reason why people don't have or go to heaven and, 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 and live up in eternity with, with Jesus Christ, you know what the problem is? There's no reconciliation our relationship with God. He died for your sins, but he also became the one to help you reconcile with the Father. That's the problem. It isn't the, the, the forgiveness of sin. He died. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. He gave his son for the world. But he says, but now I need you to reconcile. I need you to abide in me. Now I need you to let me abide in you. And our focus verse for today says, do, you not, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. God desires for us to renew our relationship with him. That's what he told me. He said he wants us here, his church, those of us that already have abided in him and him in us, he wants us to renew our relationship with him. You guys, you guys catch that. Maybe you don't get excited about that, but for me, it's exciting. I, I, I've been... I've been saved for over 20-some years now, and I've given my life to Christ. But the, 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 the mindset that I have is, God, you want me to fall in love with you again? That's exciting. Our love for God should grow new every day. Last week's Love won't sustain me for today, and today's love won't push me towards tomorrow. Now, I remember a moment, the moment that I fell in love with my wife. I tell the story all the time. I'll never forget the day that I literally knew that I was in love with her. Now, you guys don't know anything about Pastor John at this time because I was always had suits on. My wife, would <laughs> my wife would take me to one of her corporate events, and I'd have my church suit on. Not a business suit, but a church suit on. I wanted her to have her skirt all the way down to her heels, okay? She'd take me there, and, I, you know, I was dignified, and this was a beautiful event down San Francisco uh, at the, uh, the city hall. Great. And I was just there with her, and she goes, well, come on, let's go in this room. Big, big room. And they had a big band, 70s cover band. And I was like, oh, this is pretty nice, but, you know, this is not what God does. We don't dance. <laughs> so I'm sitting at the table, and mind you, just to let you guys know, 
our chaperones were there with us. We weren't married at the time. So we were sitting there, and I'm like this. And Kai was fine. I think Kai was just tired of it with their cell, Baptist cell. Anyway, I guess so. Because Baptists is what bad people, Baptists, they'll dance. Pentecostals, we ain't dancing. So she grabs my hand, she goes, come on, just dance. I was like, nah, I can't, I can't. Come on and dance. So she pulls me out on the floor. Music was going, lights flashing. And, and you know, I was a sinner at one time, but now I, I got the Holy Ghost. I've been baptized, speaking in tongues. I had it all go. She had it now, but all of a sudden, I remember just looking at her, and the whole earth stood still. I remember looking at her in her eye, and she's looking at mine. I mean, literally. And, I, and I'm, trying, I'm trying to be cool with dancing, you know. You know, you know, you know Pentecostal week. But anyway, I'm looking at her, and, look at, and I remember right at, this, at the moment, right the exact, listen to me, the exact moment that I knew I loved this woman. I'm like, I'm in love. The world changed as I knew, as I knew it at that moment. I knew, I knew I liked her a lot. I knew I wanted to be with her, but I didn't know until that moment that I loved her. And I knew I was always going to be in love with her. I knew right at that point she had my heart. And I would have hers. You guys hear what I'm saying? Hoping you're catching this analogy. I knew at that point. But saints, I need you to understand. We have been married 17 years. Coming on 17 years. I love my wife more today than I loved her when I first looked and and knew I loved her. Do you see what I'm saying? I love her more today than I did back then. That's what the Spirit of the Lord is telling us. The same way that you realize, look, I, I, I love God. I, I, I go to church. I, I'm interested in him. I know a little bit about him. I use his word. But there comes a time that you know in your heart that you've given your heart to God and God has already given you his, his heart. And you're like, God, I'm in love. I will never be the same. And then 20 years from now, you go, God, through the high waters, through the deepest depths, through the fire, through the flood. I will be here with you. You are my God. I am your servant, and I love you today more than I've loved you the time that I laid at the altar and wept. And God says, I want to renew a real, relevant relationship with you. God loves us so much. So they that have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, Let them hear. God wants a real relevant relationship with you. And number two, he wants a real relevant relationship with his church. Listen, fellowship, family, and friends. Fellowship is what we do. Family is who we are. You guys get that? Here at the building, look at it. We literally, fellowship, family, and friends. We fellowship is what we do, and family is who we are. Right here, I, I've never seen so many people get so close. We got people that have left here, and we're still close to them because they decided to, you know, they moved or they went somewhere else. But we're still family. We still call each other. We still check on each other. We still love each other because that's what it is. It's about God's relationship with his church. Can I share something probably, you know, maybe a little, ah, yeah, I am. I got to go there. I got to go there. You guys, listen, the church is not something that is an idea, if, if I'm using the right word. The body of Christ is a literal thing. It's a, it's a body of Christ. So many people right now are thinking that church is an idea and not a body, a, corpor- a, a corporation, a corporate, is that the word that they use? They use? An organization, an organism. The body, listen to the word, the body of Christ. 
the body of Christ. What, who's the head of the body? Christ. If there's no body, then why do you need a head? He is the head of the body. The body is fitly joined together with each member supplying each other. But we've gotten to this mindset and this, this virtual mindset that the church is just wherever we go. No! It is literal. We need to be together, fitly joined together as family, as friends, supplying each other with love, with hope, with faith. That's what we need. You guys ever lay on your hand and your hand feels like it ain't a part of your body? Wait, you wake up in the middle of the night and try to try to walk and go to the bathroom. You're like, It's because, watch, it's because the part of your body isn't getting the blood flow. You didn't even catch that. Sometimes you got to step on that thing, and then your hands come and encourage your leg to get the flow of the blood through your body. Oh, Lord, Jesus, yes. But we think it's just... It's a virtual thing. Okay, I got my soapbox. John 13, 35. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The world will know that we have love for one another. I'm not trying to run love on the world. I'm trying to love on one another. I'm sorry, but this body, the body, needs to love on itself. So when the leg that's joined to the body needs some help, the body, it comes and helps itself. It supplies whatever it needs. And what we do is, a lot of times, we like to go out and try to help other people and not help ourselves. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, that, that's going to bring me to the next point, but I have to say this statement. We have had more fellowship with fear than we've had with faith. We have had more fellowship with fear than we've had with faith. During this time in this pandemic, we have been subject with more fear and fellowship with fear than we have with faith. I have watched people, now don't get me wrong, and I'm not trying to, I'm trying to challenge your faith. Because God said this, this is what Jesus said to the disciples, oh, ye of little faith. He wasn't, he wasn't mocking you. He wasn't mocking the disciples. He was encouraging them to use a little bit of faith. He said, I've given everybody a measure of faith. And now what the scripture says. He wasn't sitting there looking at them going, oh, you guys ain't got no faith. No, what he's saying is, I've given each one of you a little bit of faith. One of them had so much faith that he walked on the water. But Jesus encouraged them. He said, you have a little bit of faith. You have faith the size of a mustard seed. That even in just that little bit of faith that you have is so strong enough that you could look at this, this, this mulberry tree and pluck up the mulberry tree and throw it into the sea. That's what Jesus said. Amen. Amen. But we've had so much, so much time with, with, uh, with fear, when we have so much time with fear that we've gotten accustomed to being afraid all the time. That's why right now, and, and I said this at the beginning, this is why that, that, that uh, all the mental health issues that are happening, the anxieties, come on, you guys know it. Doc, you know what I'm saying? This is what happens. So many of us get so we're, we've we've been subject and watching fear and all the news, and it's all about fear, and they're selling fear, and we're receiving fear, we're fellowshipping with fear. Now, guess what? You get afraid, and then look, guess what the Bible says about love? It casteth out all fear. You know why? Because when you when you start giving up in fellowship with the saints and giving up with fellowship with love, you start having fellowship with fear and fear brings torment. Now I got to, now I got to give you pills. Now I got to give you, now you got to have 
uh, 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 counseling. Now you got to have it. And I'm not saying all that stuff is wrong. I think it's great. I'm, I'm an advocate for all of it. But at the same time, I need to go to the word of God and I need to go to the church because I know there's hands that will pray for me. I know there's hands that will massage my leg. There are all things that will help me because we're part of the church. God wants real relevant relationships with his church. So they that have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, God says this. He wants real relevant relationships with you. He wants real relevant relationships with his church. And lastly, as I close, he wants real relevant relationships with the community. God wants a real relevant relationship with you. He wants real relevant relationship with his church, the Corpus Christi, the body, and he wants real relevant relationships with the community. Now, I don't know if you guys remember this or not. It seems like it's been 20 years. You guys better watch out. Now I got the hand held mic. You guys remember Police Appreciation Week? You guys remember that? Man. I'm a little upset right now. Do you guys remember Police Appreciation Week? The men and women that have given up their lives for us. Don't forget about that. I, I understand it's not nice during these times in our liberal minds to, 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 to badmouth police right now. But literally, if I was to count, if we, if we, if we had 99.9% .9 of police officers, they're all good. And we have some great police officers that are here for this church. Men of God that love God. They love their people. They love their church. They love their families. We've done these things. Police Appreciation Week here. We've done teacher appreciation. Man, teachers right now need our prayers. My God, I, you know, that was something that God just basically, basically you know, opened our, our, our ears and eyes up to what these, these teachers are going through right now. Isabella, God bless you. You and Sarah, you guys, <laughs> woo, dealing with, what do they call that? Internet issues and all that other stuff. Listening to parents in the background, cussing like sailors. We also, guys, you guys, you guys remember this? The Christmas toy drive. We, did, we do a bunch of things for the community, guys. And all these programs are things that we've done in the past. But please don't get me wrong when I say this. God's desire for his church is to impact the community by evangelizing. Yeah, I know that's... It's something that we don't do in churches in nowadays. We've, we've taken evangelism and made evangelism more toxic charity than it is evangelizing. Do you know, do you know that, that there was this guy, Philip? He's from the Bible. He's in the Bible. And he stood in the front of the temple and he began to tell people to repent. John the Baptist said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Peter stood and from the, uh, in front of the 120 told him, he said, listen, repent and be baptized, all of you, in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Where are the, evangel the evangelists that are preaching repentance? I'm not trying to give you a taco. I'm trying to give you salvation. Now, don't get me wrong. The Bible tells me specifically, if you see a man that is cold, take off your coat. Give him a coat. We, we should do that. But at the same time, let me tell you about Jesus Christ. The church specifically should be out evangelism. When we do these programs, we should be more focused on evangelism than we are giving out gifts and giving appreciations. We need to be like, hey, really what we're doing is we are being fishers of men. Sound like scripture? Does it sound like scripture? That's what, that's what Jesus said in Matthew 28 and 19. He said, go therefore and make 
disciples of all nations. This is what he told us to do. Go and make disciples. Not to go and keep feeding people. Can, can I just, I'm just being honest with you guys. I believe to do benevolence. I believe it. I, I, that's why we do it. But where's the word? God desires, he has a love for the community and what he has told us as the mandate of all churches, not just this church, go and make disciples of all nations that we should, why do you think I speak Spanish at the beginning of the service? Because I know God spoke something in my heart about the, 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 the Latin community. I've, 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 through the stroke, and you guys hear me, and I'm doing it now. I stutter so much, and I'm, I'm trying to overcome this obstacle, but I believe what God tells me because there's going to be a day that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go before Abuela, Abuelita, Abuelita, and I'm going to speak the word of God to her in Espanol. She's going to be saved. Her whole household's going to be saved. And it wasn't because I asked her to come in, the, in, in, in La Cabana. To, no. God says this. We need to be salt and light. He wants us to be salt and light to the community because God wants real, relevant relationships with the community because people will see that we have love for each other and that we love on them also. This is what God is telling us this year. Don't remember the former things of old. God says, I'm doing a new thing. Will you not know it? There's a community here in Susun City that needs the Building Christian Fellowship, not just a church in Susun, but a church for Susun. God wants real relevant relationships with you. He wants real relevant relationships with the, his church, and he wants real relevant relationship with the community. So they that have ears, let them hear what the Lord is saying to his church. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. <laughs> I didn't even mean to be that long. Praise the Lord. God is good. Does anybody agree? You guys pray with me. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this word today. We will take this word and hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Lord, we thank you that you have said that, that you would uh, bring back to our remembrance everything that you said to us today. Lord, let us take this, this uh, time together as family, as friends, Lord, to go out from the, the, the building, the, the, this place, and be a, also a church in light and salt and earth, uh, salt and, and, and light out in the earth. So, Lord, we thank you for that right now. And, God, we just pray for all of those that are joined with our live stream, God. I thank you that you yourself, have, that we send the word to them right now, and they are healed, not just physically, but, Lord, we heal them mentally right now. And we come against all these anxieties and fears in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that we will only... Uh, listen to your voice and your word. We say today that we have ears to hear what thus saith the Lord. So we thank you for that right now. And Lord, for anybody within the sound of my voice, Lord, if they say it in their heart, they say, Lord, what must we do to be saved? Then Lord, we ask right now, come into our hearts. We repent of our sins and we ask that we, you are the way and you have shown us the way baptize us with your spirit and we thank you right now lord that today we declare that we are now the part of the family of god lord lead us to a house that will help us grow and be disciples so that we can go and make more disciples we thank you for this lord in jesus name we pray amen 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 that's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast, but we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today, or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, 
Thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.